0: Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. As we've talked about in a few recent conversations, including just before the break, the U.S. has some of the worst maternal and infant mortality rates in the developed world. But those dismal overall numbers uh, mask a more terrible reality, huge disparities among different racial and ethnic groups. Studies have found that black Americans have the highest mortality rates of all groups. Multnomah County's Healthy Birth Initiatives is working to change that. Deisha Reed Holden is a program manager for Healthy Birth Initiatives. Roberta Suzette Hunt is an assistant professor in Portland State University's School of Social Work. She's also a Healthy Birth Initiatives client for her two children, who are now six and three. They both join us now. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks,
2: Thanks for having us.
0: Disha, first, this is very personal, Personal, but do you mind sharing with us what happened with your first pregnancy before you had the support of Healthy Birth Initiatives?
1: Uh, I believe that question is for Dr. Hunt. Hi, yes.
2: Um, oh, pardon, so I'm so
0: very sorry about that.
2: No, no problem, no problem. Um, so I've had three pregnancies, uh, one still birth and uh two live births and um uh in the um in the loss of my daughter i, I uh, had preterm labor and um i wasn't given the care that i needed to support the um the pregnancy and um uh and i lost her uh through a placental abruption and um But with my sons, I um, also went into labor early. Um, I went into labor at 22 weeks with my daughter, 18 weeks with uh, my son, and um, through the uh, alertness of the system, I was able to get the care that I needed to, um, preserve my, my pregnancy till 37 weeks.
0: How was the Um, care different? What was different after you were a part of Healthy Birth Initiatives?
2: Well, I, uh, I joined Healthy Birth Initiative, um, really by accident. I, uh, was giving a training for Multnomah County's public health department and, um, the former director of the program, um, uh, nurse violent, uh, Larry, she said, Oh, you should consider healthy birth initiative. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, you're, you're black and pregnant. That's the criteria for being involved. And, um, and I was like, well, I, I win. I, I have those two things. And, um, and so I, uh, uh, joined the program um, really about only a couple weeks before I went into early labor with my son. Um, so it was good fortune for me because I it meant that I had someone with me that I could ask all of my questions to. I had a nurse and a community health worker who um, would alternate coming to my house once a month. And uh, were I would tell them the things I was talking about with my doctor, and I, I had a very supportive medical team around me um, to support my uh, the, the pregnancies of my two sons. And um, I would tell my nurse, "This is what we talked about. This is what they said," and it um, and she would explain things to me and she helped me manage my anxiety, um, and move into like, I'm, I'm having this baby. This is, this is going to happen. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, after, uh, my, uh, after a really great birth of my, uh, son, uh, I had postpartum preeclampsia and, uh, was hospitalized and, uh, you know, I got the care that I needed, uh, but it was, it, even though we did everything to, um, minimize risk, to, um, minimize, uh, a traumatic experience, I still had, um, a, uh, um, a, a difficult experience. Um, so I, when I think about what Healthy Birth Initiative did for me and my son is it I wasn't alone and I had an advocate who was both educating me about how to go through this experience, um, how to be aware of signs of preterm labor, signs of preeclampsia, um, how to... Uh, Bring in some elements of um, traditional labor practices, um, uh, lactation consulting, uh, how to engage with my family around uh, this new life that we're bringing into our home. And, um, yeah, so it was uh, a big part of my life for Hmm. about four years, an intimate part of my life.
0: Hmm. Disha Reed holden can you give us a sense for, and we got some of this just now from, from Roberta, but just the the, the sense of the, the full suite of care that, that you provide through this program?
1: Sure. So um, Healthy Birth Initiatives is um, one of the 101 Healthy Start programs. So um, our foundational goals are to um, prevent and reduce the risk of Um, maternal mortality, infant mortality, and overall illness for our moms and babies. Um, So with that, with our particular program, each um, client that comes in starts with a community health nurse, um, who is the first case manager slash home visitor that they're served by. And so depending on the complexity of their pregnancy, they may stay with that nurse throughout their pregnancy and for up to 18 months after.
0: And this is Um, with home visits... Mm-hmm. why are home visits important this is a theme that's come up a lot in, in a lot of different medical conversations over the last two weeks what do you see as a value of, of going to someone's home
1: it's the relationship building it's the opportunity to really get to know someone to really get to know um, their their goals and to be able to create care plans and um, and action plans that are going to work for them as an individual. Mm. Um, It's not the same thing as going into a healthcare appointment where you have, what, 15, 20 minutes to talk and um, providers kind of have a checklist of things that they're going to talk about. And it's not that our nurses and community health workers don't have a list of things that they need to talk about either, but they're afforded the opportunity to build out a relationship. And so they can get all of those same pieces of information that they need through a conversation, and it never feels like they're checking things off of a list.
0: Hmm. My understanding is that your staff is black. What difference do you think that makes for the people that you're serving?
1: You know, Dr. Hunt actually um, wrote an article that was put in the um, Journal of Trans cultural nursing earlier this year, um, the title of it was we Experience what they Experience," And she was talking to some of our community health nurses and community health workers, along with some others about their experience in service. And that's literally what it is. Um, being black and serving in this program, when we go to see our healthcare providers, we experience the same barriers. We have nurses who feel like they need to wear their nurses badges when they go to the, to the doctor so that they can be treated with decency and respect. Hmm. Um, we literally, we literally have that lived experience of what it means to be navigating these healthcare systems as black people.
0: If your clients then seek out black OBGYNs or nurse midwives or doulas, can they find them?
1: Yes. And the population for, um, healthcare providers in the way of midwives and OBs, um, that are culturally responsive is very small, of course, here in Oregon, um, Doulas, we, the population is growing um, because there's been some intentionally, intentionality put behind um, diversifying the field and, and removing barriers for people who want to be doulas and to be trained as doulas. Um, and so we do prioritize making sure that we're, as a program, building relationships with um, healthcare providers who look like us to make sure that they know about our programs, to make sure that they know about um, how to refer clients to us and we know how to refer clients to them. But we're also... With um, the healthcare systems in the area, building relationships so that they know to refer their clients that would qualify for our program to our program, even if they don't have a culturally congruent provider within those healthcare systems.
0: And and as as we heard earlier from from Roberta, from Doctor Hunt, I mean, what she was told was that uh, to qualify, you need to uh, be pregnant and Black, meaning not not means testing. This is not say income based. Why not?
1: Um, Well, as you alluded to earlier around the disparities, um, there was some data that was put out earlier this year that showed that across the nation, um, Black women um, from high school, from less than high school education to having a master's or doctorate, the risk of preterm birth is 9.37 percent. And when they've not even finished high school and when they've um, got a master's or a doctorate, the risk is still 8.4%. That's a very small gap. Hmm. The education is shown not to be a protective factor for her. income. The same, of course, since we normally correlate education and income together, they're not protective factors for our moms and babies, whereas a white woman who hasn't finished high school has a risk of preterm birth at 15.65%. And um, if a white woman has a doctorate or a master's, the risk goes down to 5.57%. Hmm. That's a much wider gap where you can see where education and and the subsequent income of having advanced education has afforded um, more supports and that um, relate to a better birth outcome than it does for black families. And actually, statistically speaking, the black population is the only population where education and income are not protective factors for our moms and babies.
0: Roberta, you, you're in this interesting position where you are, are have been both a, a client, a participant in healthy birth initiatives and somebody who's now studied it. I'm curious what you've learned from focus groups with patients who take part in healthy birth initiatives.
2: Um, that for many of them, their experience with their healthy birth initiative um a uh, nurse or community health worker may be the only um black person who is with them during their um, uh, during their pregnancies that um that uh having that you know the that the experiences of clients the experiences of um those working in the program like Daisha said Uh, are shared. Um, We're navigating, we navigate racism in our, in our world and um, our healthcare providers, I mean, our um, community health workers are navigating that as well. At the same time, um, there's an understanding of what we are experiencing as clients that um, is not shared. Uh, very often for people, when for black people, when we go into healthcare settings. And that being seen is critical in helping people um, navigate this system. That the community health workers in many ways are acting as advocates and they provide a buffer for people as they move through the system. Um, that they are uh, also helping people advocate for themselves, which is critical. Um, I think there's uh, also something very normalizing about working with the Healthy Birth Initiative um, crew for for families. That's incredibly important. The other side of it, too, is that um, as advocates, um, the community health workers and nurses are helping people as they um, are confronted with um, Uh, CPS or Child Protective Services, as um, they are confronted with housing insecurity um, and some of the different ways that racism manifests um, throughout our institutions. Um, Because one of the things about the work of community, um, of home visiting is that it takes um, uh, perinatal care, um, it expands it beyond the medical moment to um, your life, hmm. which is really what saves
0: people. Roberta Suzette Hunt and Deesha Reed Holden, thanks very much.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Roberta Suzette Hunt is an assistant professor in Portland State University's School of Social Work. Deesha Reed Holden is the program coordinator for healthy birth initiatives in Multnomah County. Thanks very much for tuning in to Think Out Loud on OPB and KLC. I'm Dave Miller. Have a great weekend. Think Out Loud is supported by Steve and Jan Oliva, the Rose E. Tucker Charitable Trust, and Michael, Kristen, Andrew, and Anna Kern.